Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Hey, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. So thanks for joining us at Eagles on the Hill. Search for Eagles on the Hill on YouTube. And you can hit the subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner and subscribe to all of these podcasts. You can also find us wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us as we together follow Jesus, draw strength from him to fly like an eagle. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that I really don't know a whole lot about. So that's why I want to talk about it. It's AI. And I've got a person here with me, Adam Walter, who knows a ton about AI. So Adam, thanks for joining us. We're going to expect you to be the expert about everything here today. So there you go. Oh, you know me. The, the ego allows me to be an expert on everything. There, there you go. So uh, first of all, what is AI? What, what does that even stand for? Uh, tell us about that just in general. Sure. Um, AI is artificial intelligence. So it's been always been a thing in computer science. So I have my degree in computer science. Got it in 2002 from Concordia University in Seward, Nebraska. The yeah, best yeah. Concordia, as we all know. Yeah, And uh, what it is, is even back then, when I was going to school in the late 90s, we were talking about AI, this ability to get programs that could simulate human thought and intelligence mm. so they could be uh, more intuitive. So if you've ever had like a program that kind of knew where you were going and made helpful suggestions, mm. you're starting to see the beginnings of AI. So the grasp, the thing that a programmer always wanted to do was create a program that could improve itself, just like the human brain can. We have the ability to think for ourselves and say, I want to be better. I want to know more. I go pick up a book. Normally, programs don't know how to do that. They know, they know to do it exactly as they're told. So mm -hmm. AI is artificial intelligence. So it's really um, an extension of what's been around for a while. You know, when I when I uh, you know type a text in my phone, it suggests the next word kind of stuff. But now this is like it almost is building on itself and getting more intelligence just by itself. That's yeah. the idea. Yeah. And doing it in a clever way, in a creative way, like uh, God designed us to be growing humans that we would learn and we continuously improve over our nature. Um, a, a program can't do that. It can only do what it's told. Mm -hmm. So is this kind of, is the fear out there that uh, AI is going to replace us? Is that kind of the, what is the fear out there with AI then? Oh, always is that when you have a new technology, there's fear comes with it. When we started doing assembly line um, and when we had the technology revolution, it's always like, oh, well, it's going to replace humans. Well, the goal is like you want to replace things that we don't want to do anymore. Uh, no one wakes up in the morning and says, I want to go up and pick up after my dog's poop in the yard. Mm. You know, if we could have a robot that did it for us, no one would complain about that. Right. And so with, with AI, it's just, what things do you want to take off your table and give to something that maybe doesn't have the same capacity for thought as you do? Like, uh, uh, you know, you want to make your life simpler. So yeah, it will replace some human jobs, but are they the jobs we want? Are they mm. the things that you want to do? What if you could have an AI that balanced your checkbook for you and told you how much you were overspending or how much, where you need to invest? What if you somebody somebody something could advise you? So you don't spend the six hours doing your taxes at night or doing your your book bookkeeping at night. You now know you walk in and it gives you the relevant data. It did all the busy work for you, so you're freed up to talk to your your family. And so, in doing though, you give up a lot of your privacy 
because a uh, the uh, whatever that is, the machine knows about you more than maybe you want it to know? Possibly. There's a lot of security restrictions on AI. And as more governance gets in place, we, we can uh, control what the AI knows and what it shares with other people. Like you do your QuickBooks, you do your personal accounting. Those machines have all your financial data. Mm -hmm. Is it sharing with other people? Well, you need to make sure you know who you're doing business with so that that doesn't happen. It's the same thing with an AI. Um, who is hosting that AI? Who controls the data? Do you trust them? I trust my accountant. I have to, because I really don't want to do that job. She's right. very good at what they do. And they have a large group of people managing my QuickBooks for my business. And I trust them. Now, if I went and found a guy in a corner and said, hey, you know, take all my financial data and just give me advice, I'm asking for trouble there. Mm -hmm. Use the same logic you would as of dealing with people when you're hosting your data anywhere. That's my advice to anybody you listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. Always read what they're going to do with your data. There's a privacy agreement on any website you can read and find out. Mm. And the fine print, which takes a while, but it's worth, I guess, investing into that. So I'm <laughs> guessing, I, I guess I came into this podcast with a question um, and I'm, I'm guessing, I'll guess your answer. Uh, the question is, is AI evil? And I'm going to guess, you guess, and then you can tell me. Um, that it can be evil or it can be good, depending. Is that? You know, I, th I think it's the same thing as any tool. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do with it? And I think it's a better question for you, Pastor, is like, what is evil? What makes something mm. evil? It, can an AI sin? You know, mm -hmm. like what makes it evil? No, the holder, the user of it. I can use AI to enhance my life, maybe figure out who are the people who need me in Haiti. I can say, hey, can you tell me in Haiti where the hardest impacted people of a hurricane are? And mm -hmm. AI can do that right now. You can go to ChatGPT and you can ask a question. Tell me who I who's hit hardest by this travesty. Mm -hmm. And it's going to give you an agnostic answer. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's kind of funny that with AI, we know for a fact that if you say the word please, you will get better and more accurate answers. Mm, that's weird. And so we don't know if it's because the seed uh, data sets are um, more positive uh, and more thought out when somebody's polite. We don't know why. They can't explain it. I've talked to some of the smartest people in AI and they don't know. Hmm. Now, what about when you, if you were to say, let's say for me personally right now, I just got back from Maui a little bit ago. Fires happened two days after I was there. So I know a lot of people there. Uh, that we're involved with that. So you mentioned Haiti, the same kind of thing would be true from Maui. So if I, if I were to ask, well, who's the, what's the best way to get help to the people of Maui? Um, there's going to be some filtering there, um, perhaps based on values of the organizations doing helping. Is that true or not? How's that, how would that? Yeah. So this is where your understanding of Google and AI need to be separated. Okay. AI is just as useful as Google, but more so, because you can ask nebulous questions. So the big move forward that's happened this year, that's why everybody's talking about AI, is it's called natural language AI. Okay. In the past, you had to like set up really complicated algorithms and ask the right questions in order for an AI to answer you. Now I can use basic language. Hey, tell me about the fires in Maui and how I can help. That's a, that's all you have to do. Mm -hmm. You can answer that. You can check that question right now. Like, mm -hmm. how do I help? 
He's typing for those who can't see this. I can see him typing. <laughs> uh, so how do I help people with the fires in Maui? Uh, uh -huh. Stay informed and talk to people like any other disaster. And he's going to talk about volunteering opportunities, donations, uh, local relief organizations. And I can ask further questions. Hey, tell me more about the local relief uh, organizations that I can get involved with. Mm -hmm. And it will expand upon that. So you're, it, you treat it like you're talking to a human. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and even gave me suggestions. Like you might want to ask about helping during the Maui wildfires. Mm -hmm. And it's going to help you think through, like ask questions. And because it's reading all the news articles and all the public data that it can out there on Google and uh, Bing, it's going to populate its answers with mm -hmm. what it knows about the general public. So the more news articles that are out there, the more people tweeting, the more people posting public information about the wildfires, the more informed the AI is. So when you were just typing, you weren't typing on Google. Nope. Where were you typing? I mean, your uh, keyboard, I understand, but what, like... <laughs> <laughs> a, web, a website called openai.com. Okay. Openai.com is how, is that's where you were mm -hmm. to get, essentially I'm hearing you say you get more information there than you would even with Google. By far. Okay. By far and more, and more useful. Like you type into Google, it's going to give you the answer that either somebody paid for or okay. the answer that is in context of your, your, your search. We've all gotten good at writing Google queries mm -hmm. back in the early days. It took us a little while to get good at it. Mm -hmm. Now you can just type in and to a uh, ask a question. All I want to know is how do I, hey, can you tell me more about donations? So, you know, I can ask that question right now. Hey, just give me an answer. Mm -hmm. Tell me. Right. And so you can basically, you're, what you're saying is you can type in plain English. It'll understand it. Tell me more about donations to Maui. Mm -hmm. And it's going to respond back to me. It's, oh, given Maui. And it's, it's formulating a, a response in English. Okay. Not in some results of web that you had to click through a thousand of them. It's going to answer you in English. Mm -hmm. You could have yeah. this even write your sermons for you based upon the Maui wildfires. Well, you say, hey, please write me a sermon. All right. So that's where I was going to go next, actually, because I've heard this, uh, you know, with sermons, with especially with students in school, um, that they're going to be, you know, you send a, give a five page, give me a three page or five page, whatever it is, term paper on this and such, whatever. AI cranks it out. And uh, then they change some words to make it theirs and they hand it in. And are we going to actually, I guess the concern I've heard is, are we going to actually produce a generation if they start using this that um, is a lot dumber than uh, the previous generation because they haven't had to do the research. They haven't had to do the work. Yeah. The, 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 you know, the incidental learning is always important in academia. You know, that, that stuff you learn while failing. Mm -hmm. And yes, I think there's a, a the problem with Google and with instant answers today where people don't learn accidentally anymore. Mm -hmm. And I refer to that as incidental learning. And yes, I do think there's that. But also, I think it's going to free us up to focus on things that matter. Like if you don't have to spend six hours outlining a sermon and you only mm -hmm. have to spend one hour tweaking it, does that give you five hours to talk to people in need? Mm hmm. That's mm -hmm. on you. Now, if a student wants to try and attempt to cheat with ChatGPT, I've got a rude awakening for you that the anti-plagiarism software is already smarter. It's okay. using AI. So the AI will say, I wrote 95% Go ahead and feel free to tweak the words if you want. It'll say, I wrote 95% of this. Gotcha. So teachers um, need to be equipped to use that anti-plagiarism software. Yep. And, and yep. if they, if they don't, it's, it's everywhere. Um, it'll be at pretty much every teacher symposium you go to for the next like three years. Somebody's mm -hmm. going to be talking about it. 
Okay. So if you learn about it, you can make a lot of money being a guest speaker. <laughs> Not my area of expertise. <laughs> there's, a, there's a little trick there for you right there. So um, what do you think the future looks like with AI? Where, where are we going? I see it as like more of a personal assistant software. Uh, imagine Siri or Alexa becoming uh, more natural to use where you can ask it questions and you can supplement. We in IT are already using it to build scripts for us. It takes a, it used to take us like five hours to build like some code, like, hey, I need mm. some code that is gonna show me all users that are online right now. I can tell ChatGPT, hey, can you write me a script that creates that, that shows me all users online? Sure. And it does, and I tweak it to what I want. Um, it's a great way to, you can take a video YouTube and you can give it to these AI services and it'll generate a blog for you. So there's a lot of time saving there. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about it. I still want to tweak it a bit, uh, but I can say, hey, give me a blog article on my last YouTube and it'll write out a nice, well thought out blog article. I'm like, can you expand? Can you write that again, but expand on when I talked about, you know, my favorite sheep mm -hmm. and it, it'll go through and rebuild it for you. So it's a great, personal assistant time saver. You mm -hmm. still need to know your stuff mm -hmm. because just like with Google, you can find bad results. You can have poor writing because you didn't know what the right questions to ask were. You weren't having an intelligent conversation. You're just, as you said, people are going to become less intelligent because they're going to, they're going to have this chat. You write so something much. out and they're not even going to read it. They're just going right. to submit it. Right. They're not going to, they're just going to rely on it and not pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I'll close with this. Um, I don't know if you ever read Rod Dreher's book uh, called Live Not By Lies, but he went and interviewed a bunch of people in uh, the old uh, Soviet bloc and uh, went to their homes and traveled around. And uh, one of the things that he uh, discovered there was that the people who were living there and some who then had emigrated uh, to the United States from those places were uh, absolutely shocked that uh, with Siri. And with all that kind of technology, that Americans were allowing it into their homes, they, uh, for them, that was just a, an unbelievable thing. Um, they had gotten accustomed to the walls being able to listen and uh, do bad things with what they heard, and so they were just shocked at the at the the ones who had immigrated to the United States were shocked at the trajectory that uh, of our nation that people were getting so comfortable allowing. Uh, Siri to listen, allowing social media to listen to us. Um, they, they were just appalled by that. And, and they, they were still in the habit of leaving their cell phones, you know, I don't know, quite like this, but, you know, out by the mailbox so that uh, nothing could get into their house, you know, to hear them. Mm -hmm. So it'd be interesting to see how, uh, how all this turns out, you know, um, and how much, how comfortable we get with allowing others who who are those others to listen to us and to to learn what we're doing? It'll be interesting to see that. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. When we can have another conversation on cybersecurity someday, I yeah. use I do those around November because that's when the the uh, the world gets really crazy. Uh huh. And my my closing advice for people always is it's worse than you think out there, and there's very little you can do about it other than <laughs> be, be prepared. Right. Be, right. be safe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Adam, thanks for joining us. We covered uh, a lot of ground in 15 minutes about AI. There's probably a, well, I'm sure there's a ton more to know, but we can go to some websites like open, is it open AI? Open AI. Yep. Open AI. And we'll, you can find out more and, and um, anyway, so thanks for joining us, Adam. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. 
Yeah. All right. Well, that's what we got for you today. We want to encourage you to uh, email us at eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. That's all one word, eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. No spaces, dots, dashes, underscores. Love to hear your comments on the show. Uh, love to hear your thoughts on AI or other topics that you'd like us to discuss. We want to encourage you again to subscribe to these podcasts on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us there. Remember, as we close, that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will fly on wings like eagles. Thanks for joining us.